This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And fall out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. And welcome back to another episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson and Ryan Steiskel. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Super. Yeah. I don't think I have any follow-ups about anything clown-related this time. No? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask how that was going. You you know, you you decide (laughs) to say fuck it. You know, know, this is how it goes. It's like, you know what? I should dive in for the sake of the next episode for a podcast that I don't know how many people are actually listening to. But at least have it recorded and broadcasted throughout the internet. Um, yeah. And, you know, you, you dive into the research. Uh, and it just turns into a lackluster experience. And it's just like, well, this yeah. was... Huh. It, it made for a good opening to our last episode. So if yeah. anyone's curious what we're talking about, check out the uh, yeah. Lake Placid episode that aired last week, if you haven't already. It's the only not, way uh, to continue we, with what's... We won't encourage you any further. It's just... Yeah, uh, it's I'll the just... episode where we talk about giant crocodiles, Betty White, and adult clown content. I yes. can say it... And we ain't talking about funny it, experience. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, definitely. And we're continuing our two-parter here on kind of when nature goes wild right um <laughs> nature gone what yeah. nature gone wild well you know because last it's week kind we of an oxymoronic it. statement isn't it is it is, goes it wild. is. <laughs> and i will say between the two movies now seeing this next one it's it's definitely a loose statement of nature yeah, gone wild. <laughs> more just like weird shit with reptiles um, that's kind of where it mainly is. It's just like it's giant just crocodiles. Reptiles. And... That's probably also a Facebook group if anyone wants to go out and look for that. <laughs> I'm one, sure so. that one. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Herps with herpes. Um, uh. <laughs> uh, so tonight we're going to be talking. This is going to be a tough one to, uh, to discuss from a title perspective. But tonight we're going to be continuing our discussion. This is episode 186 of the Video Junkyard podcast. And we're going to be continuing this discussion of... Uh, As we approach our bicentennial episode. Bicentennial, holy shit, I know that's coming up quick. Um, Continuing our discussion on uh, just odd movies with reptiles, I guess. Uh, The (laughs) 1973 American horror film... Once this motion picture sinks its fangs into you, you'll never be the same. Don't say it. Hiss it. Don't say it. Hiss it. Don't say it. Hiss it. What the hell are you doing here? Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Parker, what is this? I feel like my guts are being rearranged. Touch your skin. It's scaly. Look for your legs. They're gone. Feel your body. It's cold. And listen for the hissing. I love you. Your face. What about it? It looks different. He doesn't want to see you. You're hiding something from me. I know it. versus mongoose, or is it man versus man? The most unusual horror film ever made. See it. 
Okay, you, so... You okay there, Joe? No. I'm fine. So, the... I want to say that describing this film, like you just did, reminded me of, like, Bill Hader's Stefan character. Like, you were describing, <laughs> an, it's a new club, and it's called... This, this, <laughs> it's a, it's a movie about so snakes and, the and literally the title is seven S's in the United Kingdom and Japanese version. They actually call it snake with a couple of S's. We're going to call it snake for the remainder of the episode. So we don't yeah. sound, sound like steam escaping. We're not all hissing at each other the whole time. I like yeah. to sound like a searing piece of meat people. I don't yeah. know. I might say um, consistent. Go America. It, you are a searing piece of meat. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so the basic premise of uh, of this one, for those of you that haven't seen it, is that a college student becomes a lab assistant to a scientist who is working on a serum that can transform humans into snakes. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, there's uh, a there's a really weird logic behind it, but yeah, that's what you know, scientists. That's what we do. We turn people into snakes. You know what um, they say about that, right? I it's science. Science. <laughs> so let's yes. talk about the science of s- snake. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you just elongate the s- so snake. So this one end. was uh, directed by Bernard Kowalski. Don't know who that is. Written by Hal Dresner and Daniel C. Uh, Strapeki. Strapeki? Pecky, yeah, I your guess is as good as mine. And starring <laughs> Struther Martin, surprisingly, Dirk Benedict, Heather Menzies, Richard B. Schull, Tim O'Connor, Jack Gang, Kathleen King, and Reb Brown. Uh, also, kind of a cool thing about this one is the snakes used in the film. Most of them are real. Um, yeah, including they have that, the the big warning at the beginning in the film, or like yeah. you know disclaimer saying most of the snakes in this movie are real, and like thanks to the casting crew for putting those dangerous situations, which I'm sure was all just you know kind of like when they slapped based on the true story on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But we really threw um, Strother Martin in the win with that fucking King Cobra. Like we did not prep him. <laughs> that was all him. He didn't even know yeah. the cameras were rolling. Uh, apparently, <laughs> and he died. <laughs> they actually imported five king cobras from wow. Thailand for this movie, and they were between ten to fifteen feet long. Uh, oh. There was also a very large python, yeah, mm-hmm. in it as well. Yeah, and the python I could tell was a real snake for yeah. sure, and, and the yeah. cobra at times. Um, yeah, yeah, most of the time right. that cobra is real. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this one... I mean, you so, can I'll, tell I'll by get, the like the bewildered look on its face of, why the fuck am I in this movie? Why am I in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that is the fucking energy. You can, yeah. So, Ryan, was this a first-time viewing for you? You know it is. <laughs> We've talked about you, this, Joe. <laughs> had, had you ever heard of this one, though, prior to... Fuck no, you think I would have yeah. remembered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a memorable title, that's for sure. Uh, funny enough, though, I actually do recognize the the original artwork. Funny, uh, like when the, doing like uh, oh the uh, cobra image, like the cobra inside in the, the mouth, mouth. Yeah, cobra inside the mouth, yeah. Yeah, which by the way, right away paints a premise that sounds way more fascinating than what you actually get, which is weird <laughs> given the premise of the movie being man gets turned into snake, and they fucking fully dedicate to that. I say that yeah. because of the way that special effects were at the time but i mean like joe said it is what it is <laughs> right yeah I, I had forgotten that this was uh, and and I, you know to follow up the history wise i was aware of this movie existing i uh mainly same as you ryan like i have that image of the poster in my head i don't know if i saw a dvd on a shelf someday <laughs> you know sometime long ago of this movie or whatever Haunted by that images was kind of past, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my impression of it. And just, like, by looking at the box art, I just imagined this was a, you know, a snake horror movie, like, where snakes, snakes gone mad, kind yeah. of like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, Squirm is with worms and bugs. Or, or like Kingdom of Spiders. Um, yeah, Kingdom mm-hmm. of Spiders, something along those lines where it was, like, you know, lots of crazy snakes killing people for whatever, you know, scientific reason they came up with. I totally forgot because I had seen pictures of some of the special effects of the Snake Man from this movie that this was the the Snake Man movie and not just a Nature Gone Wild film. So can I? Uh, it didn't quite fit the theme as well as uh, I imagined it did when we were first talking about it. But no, uh, I will say now now that we know about it, I'm like, oh, we should compare this to The Fly. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> or like, screamers. Or yeah. Yeah. Or they screamers. actually had a lot, lot more in common with screamers. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I think I first discovered this film in late '90s, early 2000s, um, on like Sci-Fi Channel one Saturday afternoon. And it, I caught three quarters of it or something, and it stuck with me because I, uh, full confession, I don't like snakes. <laughs> and or puppets. This one, snake yeah. puppets are, yeah, we don't talk about snake puppets. And but, not just a little bit doesn't like snakes, like Indiana Jones, like, more hates snakes, Jock. Doesn't like snakes. Yeah, he hates like, them. Yeah. I respect them. I respect <laughs> them way over wherever they are. I just don't want to be around them. I don't want to handle them. I don't want to. I'll leave them alone, you know. Um, I'm not. I'm definitely not a oh snake kill it kind of a person. I'm a snake get the fuck away from it kind of a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so this one definitely stuck in my mind for being a movie that I definitely need to know about, so you know doesn't get sprung on me or something like that. But honestly, <laughs> it, I, I've seen it a few times. Uh, I think I, I ended up buying a copy of this on DVD because it was one of those like four pack. DVD oh, things yeah. from Walmart, and it, it was the only time I'd seen Phantasm 2 available, and this was on the other disc. I went, man, eh, fuck it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was this and a couple other movies, and, and one of them was Phantasm 2. But that's how I ended up owning this copy. But yeah, so this is one I've seen a few times, uh, and it definitely sticks in my memory, including some <laughs> of the great dialogue. Oh. oh yes, it's certainly a masterwork in screenwriting. That's for sure. Yeah. But <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's there's a couple other characters in this too beyond just the you know you've got Dr. Carl Stoner, which is played by Strother Martin, who's the the scientist, and his assistant mm-hmm. David Blake, played by Dirk Benedict, and then Stoner's daughter Christina, played by Heather Menzies. Um, yep. But I really quick wanted to bring up the other the other scientist, Ken Daniels, played by Richard Schull. Because he's a total yeah. fucking creep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, from from the get go, the first the time you meet him, yeah. he's uh, trying to yeah talk us one of his young female students into bed or something. Yeah. 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 He's a total creep. Um, but it, that the opening scene there with the, these two scientists kind of talking back and forth um, surprised me. Like that that little exchange isn't bad as far yeah. as the script goes. This is a weird movie where there's, kind of reminds me of Velocipaster in parts, where it's like, there's there's scenes where the, the, the exchange is like, really, like, legitimately good. And then there's just, oh my god, horrible. Well, it's one <laughs> so of those... it's got these weird bounces back and forth. Well, it was one of those experiences, yeah. like, you know, when we watch stuff like Velocipaster, because that, that, this is good for the example I wanted to bring up, is like, that's something that, like, we have a ridiculous premise... We're going to lean really into the fact that this is a ridiculous movie, and you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Where you're like, yeah, they're making fun of movies that took themselves way too seriously over a ridiculous concept, and it was like, you failed on both counts. And then, like, oh, right, those movies also exist, and we're in that time period in which those movies existed, and for me, Snake is becoming one of those, like, oh, yeah, here's a really fucked up and ridiculous premise. Like, Google search in this movie ahead of time seeing the image of that snake guy going oh yeah i'm gonna enjoy this mm-hmm. and then like yeah. watching it going huh they didn't lean into the snake man as much as i thought they would have and now all that yeah. guy does is lean yeah <laughs> That's all you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does end up being kind of like one note it's just about the transformation of this one character david yeah into um you know the, the second snake man essentially because there's the one in the freak show that this is the former assistant that uh he sells to the circus i mean honestly um, david's gonna go full snake yeah yeah yep. yeah honestly it's kind of like it's like man goes to carnival gets face paint and freaks out about it the next day gets his face painted yeah. to look like a snake that's kind of like where the effects <laughs> really were in the later half of this and his performance just like yeah he's He's pretty much just like a quadru- a green quadriplegic with a green face. Yeah, like, painted yeah. on. Like, you can see, the, like, 
But that's the like that's, that's number two. That's stroke. the image I remember seeing from this movie is that mm. Snake Man image and just being like, wow. Which like, is not necessarily being impressed with the makeup, just being like, whoa, what is that all about? And well, yeah. like you said, it seems more interesting than maybe it ends up being. I think what gets to me the most is that they left like this receded hairline around the Snake Man's head, and it's still just like <laughs> orange ball, like what's left, like orange hair. But it's like it looks like kind of like a green Homer Simpson in a weird way. Yeah. Merch. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's the well. They've done so many treehouses of horror at this point of the Simpsons. They're going to land on this one eventually, so maybe it will be Homer Simpson. So, well, oh, and then man. the the <laughs> David Blake, the the assistant who's turning into a, the second Snake Man, he goes through an interesting mm-hmm. transformation where he gets into a fist fight with with the, <laughs> the, the jock that's yeah. picking on him, and he he like Local strikes at him repeatedly team. like yeah. a cobra. <laughs> just like the way he hisses and bites at the guy like and bobbing it's <laughs> yeah it's good you know in your head but that's the funny thing in your head you you can picture this in like I'm for some reason Rob Schneider came to mind for the sake of yeah. argument picture Rob Schneider in that moment in Animal a scene where he's pretending to be a cobra like this and just attack a man repeatedly fucking hilarious how it's actually shot oh they this was supposed to be serious. That was dramatic music well, in the background. Okay. Which makes it pretty fucking hilarious anyway. But yeah, look. <laughs> I mean, that, that like, whole yeah, carnival but... fight is yeah. just... fucking bit me. <laughs> absurd. What does he call yeah. him a Neanderthal? And he goes, screams, what's that supposed to mean? And attacks him. <laughs> what is a Neanderthal? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just What does that mean? Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so. my God. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's moments like that that I actually enjoy the most in this movie. It it gets a little it's a little dry. It's yeah. Like I said, it's a lot less of a like nature gone wild movie and more of a mad scientist movie that kind of like fits in with like nineteen fifties um Yeah. You know, uh nineteen fifties monster movies where the kind of mad science, science gone too far kind of theme. Um and yeah, just uh, some of it's very dry, and there's not a whole lot of like chemistry in this like romantic subplot between the daughter Christine and, and David. Oh, and, Christine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, Struther Martin's got some moments where he's great, and he's got some moments where he doesn't seem to know what to do with the dialogue, which is understandable, I think. So, <laughs> so he just gets a Python so, drunk. That's why I think he's, yeah, he's like. I was oh. gonna say. But then there's a lot of like really great moments, like the carnival fight is is it's it's bad. It's hilariously bad. It's actually <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite moments in the movie because it's it's unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, the drinking snake, Harry the pet snake, is uh, my favorite character. Probably he's. Uh, I, I okay, so quite likable snake. I like. actually have a note. <laughs> I don't hate Harry the red tail boa, <laughs> but we won't be friends. Yeah. I mean, you guys could share a drink. That's where you yeah, guys get started. From opposite ends you... of the room. Well, good thing he's long. Yeah, yeah, I love that that joke comes up like two or three different times too. Like, oh, here, Harry, have some whiskey. Like, <laughs> you know, that's um, what's what, what's funny. At first, it's like they do it right away with him in the truck, and you're like, oh, this is a funny joke. But yeah, as you like th- throughout, it's actually a running like, not gag per se, but just a dialogue between the father and daughter. She's just like, stop getting the snake drunk. And you think like that's it. That's as far as you can go is like, wow, this man just keeps giving it fucking liquor. Not even a small amount for what you think a snake metabolism can handle. Just a f- like enough where like that's going to fuck me up, dude. Like Carl, yeah, like he you're going to like that guy that snake a bowl of whiskey at one point. It's a like, ramekin. Yeah. It's a ramekin of whiskey. That's what it fucking is. But then well, you I, think I, it I... can't get any better than that. But then of course Christina, her name's Christina. Uh Grabs the snake after, like, stop feeding it alcohol, and then gives it two fucking Alka Seltzer in a glass. I'm like, I don't know if that's even fucking better, but it worked for the joke. Yeah, <laughs> that snake is inflating. That's all. I get. It's drunk as fuck, it, and it's inflating. It was, a, it was a bad joke, a funny premise, or, or a bad joke that was funny because it was just kind of like not fun i don't know anyway but <laughs> yeah after it goes over and over again harry actually becomes a little bit like of an endearing character to the point of when he's killed by the jock angry jock football guy <laughs> it's actually kind of effective like oh harry it's <laughs> like, like yeah it's oh, like yeah. i hope Just they fucking kill this fucking jackass <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Well, it's, yeah, it's so pretty, like they, they, they I, I do not think it was a real dead snake, but it's pretty like graphically killed too for yeah, you know animals really in movies. Is. You don't usually see that, and uh, in fact, I'm fairly certain being an American movie, it was not a real snake that was killed. But no, it's, yeah, they put like red paint on the nose. I think mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know because there there are clearly snakes in this movie that are being attacked by other animals. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So and I watched at yeah, the end, I mean, and there is no, not that I could oh, see. Oh yeah, it, it, it's it's the seventies, you know. It's uh, yeah. it was American, so like it was a little less common. But man, in European films, especially Italian genre films in the seventies, man, they were killing animals left and right. Pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. the fact they gave Harry little squeaky noises <laughs> to make, yeah, to let you know that he's well, he's an endearing character, which is definitely a full-grown man doing the squeaky voice in a weird way. That yeah. are snake noises in this movie, <laughs> like they growl and squeak, and yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe not the same sound, but at least with the cobras, cobras do kind of growl. Oh yeah, like their yeah. their hiss is a really low frequency, and it it does sound growlish. It's it's hmm. why. I, yeah, it's creepy as shit. Cobras <laughs> do act King Cobras especially because they're so fucking big. Yeah, but they actually do have like a growl, low frequency hiss. And as much as we are trashing on um, this movie, it deservedly so uh, for some of its stupider moments, I do think that there are points in this movie that give you a little bit more actual knowledge about snakes yeah. than like a lot of you know peers of this movie would give you about their subject animal, like you know. If it was a killer cockroach movie or whatever, but I mean, um, they're legitly milking the snakes in the movie yeah. too. Like that's legit. Like there is some legit snake stuff here. Like you walk away from this at least with learning a thing or two about snakes if you didn't already know. Mm-hmm. I will give but, it that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that that makes it interesting necessarily, because it's not quite enough to make it you know interesting like a documentary or something would. Be, <laughs> I was gonna say just, uh... Edinburgh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Notice as the f- half man, half snake looks deep into the eyes of his fellow humans, and tearfully, rem- <laughs> yeah, so on. It's like, yeah. huh? No, there, there are some like kind of cool snake facts. It's kind of like, kind of like with Lake Placid last week. You know, like yeah, they made some comments about saltwater, freshwater, and and those. Um, there's our like connection right there. We actually picked two kind of science <laughs> forward um, monster, you know, animal yeah. monster movies, but not, not not great to announce like at the end of the second half of it. Oh, there it is. That's the connection. <laughs> there yeah, we is. found it. Finally yep. got it. We knew there was a reason that we did this. <laughs> yeah, so the, the yeah. whole scene well, when beats our Constantine s- episode where we didn't even mention the connection during it. So, no, yeah, I remember so that like... too. I thought about like, <laughs> I don't think we talked about the connection. I think I just really wanted to watch Constantine after watching <laughs> shitty odd Thomas. <laughs> like, fuck it. We should record it. <laughs> well, the, the connection. There's a scene in this one where Dr. Stoner is, is doing like a show with the Cobra. Mm-hmm. Which you know, the, by all the, the people way, come Dr. Around. Stoner is a very unfortunate name. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> For a Anyways, guy yes, yeah. Dr. Stoner is dancing with a cobra. He, yeah, this little cobra thing, and all the, the guests are there. And of course, when they just don't take pictures, and they say that a few times, you know, some asshole's <laughs> taking pictures. And of course, it happens. Yeah, and it looked like the biggest freaking camera I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, this, was, <laughs> this is bigger than like cameras they had in the late 19th century, you know? It's yeah. like out there with this flash bulb the size of a disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> Like he lifts yeah. it up to his and face he, like, and his head disappears, <laughs> he, like, and he has an afro. And then which he stands is there impressive. with it lined up for about four and a half minutes, yeah. and then yeah, takes the picture. But wow. how about the reaction he, that he had when everyone's just like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I wanted him to either. die. Like it made everybody go ooh and jump. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's um, like he got bit. But I, the the shots they did though of inside that enclosure. And they're apparently you can tell like whoever's filming is antagonizing this fucking cobra to get mm. it to do something. There's a few moments where it strikes at the camera, and I was like literally crawling up in my chair, going, "Nope." Yeah, I I do think that that 100 that scene is the most the creepiest scene in the movie, and it's because I think they're using a real snake and they're antagonistic. It's an it's an actual pissed off king cobra. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and just so so the threat of that animal, that real animal, makes that scene have some tension. They they try for the artificially creating tension in other places in the movie and fail at doing it, but 
that when it actually works out because um, and everyone was probably in real life danger. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think they had to milk them regularly to keep them like mm-hmm. keep the venom content down in case anybody got bit. But and why the a hell king this... cobra that can that can shoot venom from its mouth? There's there are or... spitting cobras. Spitting, okay. Yeah. yeah. The king cobra is just a really big one. They're yeah, like they're the, like ones the they biggest. Yeah, they're they're the biggest cobra. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't think <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think king cobras spit. They're just they can rear up like from what yeah, I've like heard. Yeah, that, like that standing like six feet, four feet get, in the air, yeah, five feet in the air thing. That's that's real the real deal. That was the real snake in a couple of scenes. Yeah. So Yeah. They're King Cobras are surprisingly like non they don't have a lot of flashy markings or anything. They're just kind of that kind of olive brown color. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they spread out that hood and they're just so big around. They're probably a good like three or four inches in diameter. They're big. Um, yeah. So yeah, being around, no, there's no way you you would not. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, would not. <laughs> I would not have been part of this movie. Hell no. No. Um, I'm not even sure. I I don't really have a big issue with snakes. Like I mean, no more than like anyone. Obviously, like anyone face to face with a king cobra, like that's gonna be more than a little uncomfortable, right? But yeah. Uh, what, watching but yeah, the it's... one bite the man's foot in the shower bothered me. Like the mamba? watching. Yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. a snake bite a person. Is what I'm like. Nah, now I'm actually watching someone get bit. I'm good. I don't. And like reading, it's yeah. like they didn't defame any of these snakes. No. So. Yeah, that was like a real snake biting a person shot yeah. too. I'm pretty sure. Like that. That was the real deal. So. Yeah. <laughs> or biting something. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't know if it was a person. That actually. still looked a hell of a lot. Maybe maybe they swapped it out. I'm not a herpetologist, but that thing definitely looked like a black mamba. So. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe that yeah, was the, no, that was I the have intending thing, but the snakes they used were the snakes they used. Like that, I mean, that looked like the right kind of snake, at least as far as my, you know, not that I have a ton of knowledge, but I know. Well, the, I, I feel like I could tell the diff- point the difference between a, you know, black mamba and a king cobra. Like, yeah. Well, and then there was the the scene where you've got Doctor Daniels and he's locked in the basement and they try doing the ah make the choice which key is you know which one has the non but and it doesn't fucking matter he just reaches in and grabs a key it was yeah. like the most anticlimactic <laughs> setup either well it's because he's got the you know the big python in there anyway but there's the big python him, so. that does it but it was yeah. just like the most lame kind of setup one of these is the you know the hog nose and the other one's some viper and I'm like yeah but. He just reaches in and grabs a key. It's like, whatever. <laughs> so, with that python and the real snakes, like, they show the python really eating, like, a foot-looking, like, thing with a shoe attached mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Which, all I could think watching that is, like, not the idea, like, oh, my God, it ate a whole man. Because I'm like, no, that's not, no. But what it was is, like, oh, did they really feed a shoe to this python? Mm-hmm. That poor pup fucking python sure has to like pass it. a shoe? Or it barf died. It up later. Or bar- yeah. yeah, they do barf, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I probably regurgitated it, but still, I mean, that's that a lot of stress on the snake. Good for it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's still not a kind thing to do to a snake. That's for sure. But. That's all I could think is like, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and that's that's again where I reiterate, I don't like, I don't like handling snakes. I don't like messing with snakes. I know people have them as pets, whatever. That's your thing, but. Uh, I, I I still don't want to see these animals, whether they're used for a film or they're used for pets or entertainment or whatever. I don't want to see them mistreated. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, Good on I, Yeah. I'm... Well, I just I read a horrible story a couple of years ago where there was this guy who had a big pet. I believe it was a Burmese python. And it was absolutely huge. And he'd take it to parties and have he'd put it on people. And he'd put you know loud music and everybody around trying to touch it. And the snake would get stressed. And then he'd have to put it away for a while. And then he'd get it out again. And one time he just didn't let the snake get a break. And so it, he was handling it. And it was at like a bowling alley or something. And it struck him on the face while he was holding it. And his reaction was to just grab the snake and rip it off of his face. Well, it ripped all the snake's teeth out. Hmm. And it ended up starving. And he had to put it down. And it's like, yeah, because you fucking disrespected this animal. So yeah, when I, I saw this thing, the big python eating the foot, I was like, oh shit. They literally <laughs> fed it a shoe and like a wooden yeah. leg or whatever. And so yeah, that it, that bothered me a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, that thing could have been meat tied up in a piece of pants, but the shoe, I think, is mm-hmm. the issue. Or, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I was going to say, the idea of the person, like, because seeing those, what, what Joe's mentioned, like, seeing that, we, we've all seen those people in public. Not the oh, yeah. snake owners who's like, here's my little snake. I'm talking about the people who are taking big snakes and purposely trying to get attention from yeah. strangers. And just like, and that reaction when it would like, I've, <laughs> when you're just like, uh uh-uh. uh. And they're like, what? You don't like snakes? And like, no, I don't like people like you who fucking use, yeah. have snakes for this reason. Yeah. You gross me out more than a snake does. I don't want to be near you and your stressed out snake. Yes. <laughs> so. yeah. Or like, oh, I'm just trying to socialize him. Maybe that's, maybe he doesn't want to be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just wants to stay at home and play Tony Hawk all day. You don't fucking know. So that's so that's definitely one of the things with this movie that, you know, has lost some points with me is I'm, you know, seeing it now versus when I first saw it. I'm like I can tell, oh, yeah, there there's some definitely like mistreatment to animals in this. Yeah. And that's not cool. I mean, first of all, why the hell does Stoner even have a goddamn mongoose? I just to fucking torture his snakes, to like torture yeah. a cobra. Well, and he's torturing the mongoose too. It's it's in his tiny ass little cage, just freaking out all the time because it's you know, yeah, around snakes and it's playing this card of whether that's you know scientifically a fact or not that mongoose and snakes are like mortal enemies, and I think it is somewhat true. Um, but yeah, it's uh, How? yeah, he's not kind to any of his uh, for as much respect, and he's he's his whole mo for this whole movie is he's going to turn you know the human race the next evolution of the human race is going to be this snake man hybrid and they're going to be this you know evolved form of life or the next stage of evolution yeah for a person that okay. actually believes that he doesn't have a whole lot of respect for snakes. okay and, 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 and okay regarding his great grand plan mm-hmm. okay i i hate to break it to <laughs> the illustrious dr stoner but if he thinks that oh, i'll just turn everybody into reptiles and they'll be fine there is quite an extensive fossil record of reptiles that have gone extinct. So yeah. I don't think he's really thought that plan all the way through. No, yeah, he, 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 you know he's what? just he's, hooked he on Genesis. It. Like, yeah. Snake is yeah. the devil and, you know, actually did it for God and I... Stop. Doing it for God! <laughs> like... Yeah, he, he, he takes about two and a half seconds or a few lines to actually explain this, his motivation. Yeah. And he's just on to the next thing. It's like, uh, doesn't give him a whole lot. No. You know, contrary to most mad scientist movies where you get a whole big long explanation of their entire philosophy and why, you know, why they've gone to this, you know, insane stage to, to prove themselves right or to accomplish their goals. Uh, he doesn't give you a whole lot. It's like, uh, yeah, Snake Man is going to be the the next phase of evolution. It's like, oh yeah, and how's that? How's that gonna work? <laughs> like, and yeah. you never really get an explanation of so how we, the illustrious Doctor Stoner. It's, uh, I mean, I so guess we keep lose in mind all of our evolutionary advantages, our limbs, uh, you know, uh, different type of teeth, uh, our digestion, just our height in general just give it all up to be a snake yeah all right coming from the guy who's given his snake alcohol i see oh yeah yeah (laughs) yep yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) i will give this film credit though for having one of the most awkward cringy and hilarious lines in a movie about snakes and that's when stoner is milking the black mamba and it bites him and he just calls you african bastard yeah (laughs) i was like holy shit you have to go there (laughs) holy shit and it's a black mamba which yes it's an african snake yes yeah but still i just yeah you african bastard i was like holy fuck yeah so yeah 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 um (laughs) So yeah, pretty much that's everything that's going on in this movie. There's a kind of <laughs> shoehorned in, like they always are. There always has to be a romantic subplot. Yes, in, like, I wanted essentially to... every movie. So there's a relationship between Christina uh, and David that we briefly mentioned earlier that never really goes anywhere. Even though they give the they they give them a handful of scenes together, which you know they don't really do much with because they have no chemistry. Right, but. Um, 
you know? Yeah, it just, uh, I don't find this... any of it to be believable. And it, it's honestly just there for like, oh, well, when we're not doing snake stuff, we got to have, you know, the next thing we have to do is romantic subplot because that's what's always in a movie like this. So I hate to say it, but I have so much to say about that subplot. And yeah. I am more invested in that subplot than I am most of this movie, the more I keep thinking <laughs> about this movie. Um, should I should I explain Oh, why? I'm all ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so first off, I'm just going to straight out say this is the weirdest origin story for Velma uh, Dinklage from Scooby-Doo that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but that. it does explain a lot. Uh, uh, why she seeks out human monster hybrids and her aversion to men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, first off, there is this scene where they where he takes. Oh, no, this is the first. First off, first off, movie in the seventies. Gonna have cringy Me Too move like moments constantly throughout, and that aren't a big deal to anyone ever. And it's like, no, this is a problem. Like, douchebag trying to break into her room to essentially rape her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the biggest problem is, like, you guys are crazy. You have a snake. And nobody go, why the fuck did you drive out to our ranch and try to break into my daughter's second-story bedroom window? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was totally <laughs> glossed over. No, we got to revenge the snake that died. I think there's more going on here, my friend. <laughs> um... So there's that. I needed to get that dark part out of the way. Let's go to Funland now. <laughs> Funland consists of awkwardly <laughs> placed, digitally, uh, poorly digitally rendered 70s standard leaves in front of naked bodies as they go skinny dipping with a girl yeah. who can't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, it's a one-way enjoyment, and it's for the male gaze, literally. <laughs> yep. But not but Girl. not but not but not literally cuz we don't gaze upon shit because they fig they do yeah. this weird fig leaf blurred out image that is the They same like literally pasted image. or maybe drew on foliage onto film frames. Like it just it's, like paste on there like It's like Or maybe maybe it was a mat if it was in camera but it was I don't think so it was weird. in camera. I think it was post-production. But. It was. It's because it has that, like, when you see in the 70s, like, definitely with, like, kids shows where they do, like, green screen, green screening and TV, mm-hmm. and you see the pixelization, like, the poor, like, I say pixelized because that's what it, we call it nowadays because it's usually formed by pixels, but whatever that weirdness is. Like, they did yeah, not have it, the it, budget for it. <laughs> I would guess it's one of two things. It's either that it's been literally drawn onto the film frames, like yeah. animation style, like on every frame, just to get, you know. I don't know why they felt like they needed to cover up the, like, small amount of nudity that would have been in this. Both both the man butt and the... Woman butt. Um, yeah, but... But. They... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, <laughs> Or they literally matted it in the camera, which is uh, a, a thing where they would, you know, mount in front of where the film is passing by uh, the where it's exposed to light in the camera. The um, they would put the shape of that or that image of the um, of the plant in front of the film frame so that it just is on every image that way. I so. think I think it's the first part because this is what added to the ridiculousness. Every time the camera kind of moves slightly. That thing did not. It stayed right. yep. there on the screen. And it's just yeah. like, oh, is this in my eye? <laughs> like, it's not going away. It's so weird. Uh, but it gets better, guys. My, my, I'm still <laughs> building up my, my, my love story yeah. uh, iceberg. If you haven't felt the romance yet. Uh, so. <laughs> and the ultimate killer is this woman had the most complicated weekend of her life. And this is just... <laughs> within, the, within, a, within a few days, she I'm pretty much sure she lost her virginity. Like, given Quite how possibly, this was... Yeah. Like, their ages, like, they're clearly people and they're, like, close to their 30s. Or at least everyone in the 70s. Actual teenagers right. look well, like they're, they're supposed in their to be like 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're supposed to be yeah, like uh, just in the college age. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, from what it sounds like, she had a shelter life, and like they they like sh- her and David actually have sex, and her her and her dad have this awkward, like just awkward conversation. Obviously, from the point of the dad going like, "No, you don't get it. He is Snake Man." 
Please tell me he didn't come in you. Yeah, this he's could full be of snake venom, and if he shot any venom into you, you could be a. This could be well. a real problem. How do you feel about laying eggs? Um, <laughs> but but he can't say it, and she's just like, "Why is my weird dad who gives fucking snakes alcohol judging me and my sex life?" He like, <laughs> but it's like clear this is her first time. Which meant, yeah. and this is the sad part. Is in this weekend, she lost her virginity to a snake man who would, by the way, they never showed his face and she couldn't see it. But you could definitely tell in the weird blur, like, I think he's transformed a little bit. I think he's more snake than man a little bit right now. Which meant that she <laughs> lost her virginity to a snake man. The same, yes. within the same 24 hours, find out that her dad turned him into a snake man yeah, her, her dad, dad is dead <laughs> her, de- her, her, her lover is now an actual snake being mauled by the mongoose her sadistic dad kept around while the police are trying to debate which one to shoot first yeah. oh, there's the a reason this, this movie, movie ends with her just screaming it is, it's, yeah. it's a movie where the kind of shoot in love interest screams the name David and cries as while surrounded by police and then it's a hard cut at the end. It, it's it's essentially the ending of an American Werewolf in London before <laughs> yeah, that movie came of... out. So American Werewolf in London ends the same way this movie does, which is kind of fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that's another uncanny. movie it that earns its way there much better than this one does. So. Absolutely, but yeah, it you the end of the movie is the mongoose attacking Cobra David. Yep. which the transformation of him like he goes through snake man you know i'm green with a weird <laughs> face kind of looks like Gigi the christmas snake um yeah. i saw i saw <laughs> more realistic of, transformations on the covers of animorphs <laughs> yeah and then there's the weird rocky horror picture show light show <laughs> where he just kind of morphs through some really bad fades into a surprisingly comfortable lounging cobra on its back yes <laughs> which I liked how he has this giant restraint over him. Yeah. Like, but he turns into that's... this tiny snake, still restrained somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But then you... Yeah, and then they try to, like, have, like, a quasi-chase scene. I don't know if it's a chase scene, but, like, running into action scene with him as the snake. So, obviously, the filmmakers are trying to get this cobra to, like, act... <laughs> which doesn't really work at all. It just kind of slithers through some scenes, and even then it's not really, like, cooperating, you can tell. So it pulls, like, any of the, like, the <laughs> ramping up to the climax of this film is just not there. There's no excitement at all, because, I, I don't know, you, either the, co- the Cobra's just not a great actor, unfortunately. Do you know? think the director but, went up to, like, Dirk Benedict and, Dirk, Dirk, listen, we are trying our hardest with this snake to do your like your transformation scenes i have to ask you how good is your range (laughs) can i put a sleeping bag over you and just really make it tight (laughs) think you could pull this off (laughs) so i guess my my question before we kind of wrap things up and we go with final thoughts and final grades and stuff okay i think we're all going to be agreeing this isn't the best snake movie ever made what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not like positivity over here. What is the best snake movie ever made? Hmm. Because there are That's actually an interesting question. More than this. I mean, I'm trying to think of like the first one that came into mind was uh, uh what well what snake movies have I seen? The first one that popped in my head was Anaconda. I'm like, well, that's not a good movie, so that's not it. But, snakes on a plane. Um, snakes on a plane is is fun. Um, not a lot of uh you know scientific snake stuff in that one but certainly uh it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. i actually wouldn't mind rewatching that at some yeah, point i remember enjoying it one. but i haven't uh it, i saw it when it came out and that's been the only time but um yeah i don't know snake movies the scene from raiders conan the, the barbarian oh. conan yeah <laughs> yeah raiders Cause that's that's technically yeah raiders has good snake stuff in yeah. it too yeah just the scene. Um, that's it. That that scene is this the in that movie is this for me, the be, that that's the best snake movie. No need to do more. It's a fucking snake. Yeah. We all know them. We all fear them. It's moving on. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in that scene when they, yeah, lower down into the tomb, like, they just a sheer number of everything, of snakes, and just, like, the situation is, is always I do, unsettling. But. I do want to take Joe's question and turn it around on you guys and ask a similar question. What's your best, what, what do you guys think is the best human transforming into a snake scene? Because, believe it or not, there's more than one. Oh, I would, and, I would okay. probably have to go with Conan on that one. Yeah, Conan? I was gonna go with Conan too. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna say that's my favorite snake movie because it's got a lot of snake stuff in it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean there is that one, but for some reason in my stupid brain, I go back to the furthest reaches of the junkyard of my mind and find <laughs> the performance of the cobra villain in that weird made for tv sci-fi movie lightspeed hmm. and the fact that i have to remember that entire movie because i remember because of a snake man villain which whose motivations were to turn people into snakes lightspeed i don't know if i saw that one <sighs> tell you what that yawn sure said it have, but <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely that. something like i There's... I wish we paired that movie with this movie because it's like well, the same level of just, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good like, snake bold attack creative scene in the, in the '80s version of Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom. Oh Hanks. right. Yeah, there is the, the pagan ritual. There's a big giant mm-hmm. snake. Yeah, I mean, all the Indiana Jones movies have snakes. Um, but there's also. I don't know, there were some sci-fi channel movies about, like, you know, crazy rattlesnakes that were going after everybody, and... You know, oh, yeah. You know, there's also the giant cobra versus Komodo dragon. Oh, yeah. Mega shark You know what's... Crocaconda. Crocaconda, yeah. There is <laughs> actually a Lake Placid versus Anaconda movie. Yeah, there is. There is, yeah. And we didn't yeah. choose Anaconda to pair up with Lake Placid. We chose its lesser impressive second cousin, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one had to be yeah. done. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, they There's had a, t- a... a snake man named Tim McGraw. I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of his earliest roles. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, before all of country music had a snake man named Tim McGraw. So. I mean, the fact that our modern day Tim McGraw is not a snake man seen in country is just tells you what you were robbed of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Homer? You see Simpson the possibilities. The possibilities heavy on that S. <laughs> so I guess we could yeah. move on to uh, grades and final thoughts. Ryan, let's start with you. What did you think of Snake? I mean, I think I've been pretty clear on how I feel about Snake. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think that I found cleaning my room more engaging and entertaining as I watched it. Not to say there wasn't stuff. Clearly talking to you guys tonight was the most engaging part of this. Uh, Because pointing out the things. I I like my my Velma comparison and the sad reality (laughs) of Christina's life. Uh, The poor thing. Inheriting her father's snake ranch after finding out the man she lost to Virginia to is also the snake man who may or may not be dead. Um, I will tell you what way better ending to the movie would have been that didn't make sense to me why they didn't do it in the first place is that at the end after Carl, Dr. Carl Stoner turn, transforms David Blake into a fucking snake is David's f- contemplating his existence. I think, uh, in the corner of that basement, fucking Stoner decides I'm going to go talk to the other King Cobra. I'm not going to talk to the man hybrid. I'm just going to talk to the other one. <laughs> and then I'm going to let him out and we're going to have one more fucking fight. <laughs> and he's just like telling him off, telling the snake off. And all I could think is like, why is this fight scene not David? Literally, all you have to do is say that this is David. It could be the exact same thing. This should be David having, you know, fight this fucking doctor because he turned him to a fucking King Cobra. And 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 meet this weird-ass fucking thing that Stoner was trying to do, hence good name, because it makes no fucking sense, that it must be man versus reptile, so man must be reptile, and then see that reptile man is better than human by beating me in a duel. It would have worked thematically for whatever nonsensory they were trying to fucking do. And then cops show up and shoot David Blake Snake in the fucking head, End of movie. 
that, yep. that, that, that'd be one way to do it. I mean, just end it. Just end it there. And she thinks that her, like a snake's attacking her, but it's actually love of her life trying to embrace her, and he gets shot in the head. Better. To stop it there. They didn't. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Literally clear good night there. Fuck you, you're getting an F. That was a long way for me to get there, but I really wanted to make that point. It really made me angry. <laughs> like, oh, he's not going to fight the Snake Man. Fuck this. I'm going to yeah. watch Arena. <laughs> <laughs> so your grade's an F? My grade's a fucking F. F? It, okay. It's a F for fuck off. <laughs> it okay. bothered me. It was going to be a C, but then I described that whole ending and it really made me angry, so it's going to stand. I, I do agree the ending doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and the way you described it would narratively make a whole lot more sense. If you're going to have the Dr. Stoner fight a cobra, why the hell is it not the David Cobra? But, you know. Literally uh, didn't have to change anything. You could do yeah, this, exactly what you did. This <laughs> movie makes some, some weird decisions like that throughout, but. Yeah. Um. Were you done? I'm just Yes, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I should okay, be done. Yeah. I can okay. keep going, but I should no, be no, done. No, I'll, I'll jump in, but. um. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, and I'm going to do one of those things I, I always do, I know I've done it in a while, but it's a pretty typical me, is um, I agree with most of what you said. However, I did find it to be uh, kind of a, it was getting close to that barrier of the movie that's so bad it's good, because there was a lot of stuff in here that just was so ridiculously kind of off that doesn't either make sense or is kind of just done kind of half-ass or uh um you know it it's a pretty fun movie to watch and it definitely would be a fun one to put on with uh in the right you know frame of mind or with the right group of people as like well, uh yeah you're doing I want, a movie I, night with people or this is a movie you watch with people because i watched yeah, it by myself sure. it's not fun to watch by yourself i didn't find it fun it's a little bit slow paced and uh, the, the the thrills and laughs, whether intentional or not, are a little bit too far between to be a great so bad it's good movie, so I'm not giving this thing an A by any means. Yeah. But um the other thing it gets a couple points for is the snake stuff actually is is good. I mean, they're a bit abusive to the animals they used, which is disturbing. Um, that's probably just coming from a modern standpoint, but um, for the an most part, the snake... standpoint, Eric, I believe it's coming yeah, from an yeah, ethical you're right, one. You're right. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But the snake stuff is good. There's a lot of like kind of creepy, real in your face, you know, large poisonous snakes in this movie. And, um, coming from someone who's not really, you know, especially afraid of snakes in any way, uh, they, they managed to make them threatening and, you know, in a couple of scenes even frightening so i think i think that stuff is successful so you know a, a movie that sells its, all of its thrills based on you know there being real snakes in it th they did pull that off their snake man is a little bit less uh <laughs> less convincing <laughs> but um he actually ends up as mm. much as you think it's going to be kind of a cornerstone of this movie he ends up being kind of a you know a one scene kind of i think it was supposed to be a shock value scene but it ends up being more like well that's that's what they did huh cool mm. i guess uh that's interesting so um <laughs> yeah it's got a wild third act unfortunately it does fall apart at the end and i, I think the main <laughs> worst decision they had is trying to get you know literally have snakes acting <laughs> or you know trying to be like do snake action that didn't just pan out as the climax of the film and then the real climax of the film I did not think out the what what you did about the climax that would have been a much better way to do it but even so they just literally pushed repeat on the Dr. Stoner Cobra scene that was much better earlier in the film yeah so it, it's a little bit lackluster but in general I think this was still pretty fun to watch. Uh, certainly not a masterpiece. Definitely something that could end up on, like, Mystery Science Theater or something like that. Could have a lot of fun with it that way. Um, yeah, I agree. Christina kind of gets... Uh, not only does she get kind of beat up by the script and the whole story, like everything in her life just kind of falls apart, but nobody, even the screenplay, seems to notice that she, right. like, <laughs> that you know she would have any like feelings about it whatsoever. All I could um, do is feel bad for this woman the entire movie. <laughs> like you poor thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, that that's where I'm gonna land. This is not a masterpiece, but it's entertaining. I had fun with it. I'm gonna give it a C. I think just a straight middle of the road. 
I I have a I have a comment to make that's out of place, but uh, I will like to point out the fact that they blurred out the woman butt, the man butt, but we got to full see full snake man ass in this fucking movie. Nobody well, needed to see true. snake man ass, but we got to didn't see. We have, didn't we have some man ass in the uh, football player shower? black mamba scene too it was blurred by like the weird plastic curtain but they didn't blur shit for snake man ass that thing looked like the ugliest ambrosia that someone brought to the (laughs) saddest party just the (laughs) creamy lime green slightly minty green uh and then a balding man with ugly face paint turning on (laughs) and i'm like i don't need this image but it's there now it's in my brain it's iconic is what they call that (laughs) iconic (laughs) and it's gonna be on the title card for this fucking episode review i probably can't believe it it's not it's not even gonna get a title it's just gonna be the image Okay, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, it's fine. No, I, I mean, so like I said, this one has a, a special place for me from like I don't want to say a nostalgic thing because it's not like I saw it, you know, when, as a child. But um, it, it's pretty, it's pretty out there. Um, it, it's kind of, I thought it would be a good, maybe not paired with Lake Placid as much as we thought, but it's definitely <laughs> I feel like a good fit for the podcast just because it's, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a pretty goddamn weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I agree that the the steak shots in it are uncomfortable and unsettling. Uh, if if you don't like snakes, they're going to be unsettling. If you do like snakes, seeing the way that they're treated in this, also unsettling. Um, <laughs> the the script is pretty ridiculous. Uh, but then again, I think Struthers Martin has, a, has a, does a really good job of having kind of originally somewhat lovable mad scientist into just like psycho. He's got that down pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the cast is just garbage, but that's not really what you're there for. <laughs> the story doesn't make any sense, but they do a lot with some really dangerous animals uh, to people. So I'm amazed nobody actually got bit or hurt on the set of this movie. Uh, but I, I actually yeah. am going to agree a little bit more with Eric on this one. That yeah, I think it it's it's got its place. It is a fun movie. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense, but. Uh, it's definitely good for a couple of beers and a group of people like Mystery Science Theater. So I'm actually going to go with a C- minus on Snake because I refuse to keep calling it by the American title on this because it sounds like a long... It, it sounds like one of those Casio drum machines from the early 90s where every time you hit symbol it just went... It's it like, sounds like when yeah, you let an air out of your tires. Yeah, like it's, it's the most seven thing S's, you do. so yeah, yeah, it's like real, really drawn out. Like yeah. <laughs> you held on to it. Yeah. So yeah, but well, like someone just did point. like a sassy yeah. sick burn. Ooh, yeah. I guess we found a purpose. <laughs> for Then this you movie. snap your just, fingers just, at the end of it. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't know snakes could squeak like that. But we would love to know any of our <laughs> listeners' <laughs> thoughts on snake. Um, or like Placid, since we kind of tried to do these as a pair, and we would love to hear any of your questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms, which you can send to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. Also find us on Facebook at the main Video Junkyard Podcast page, or the Video Junkyard Podcast group, or tweet us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you uh, like what you hear, uh, the Video Junkyard Podcast does have an official Patreon page at patreon.com slash Podcast. Got any money? Um, If you would uh, like to go there and check it out, uh, see if you would be willing to give a little bit uh, to the podcast. We, uh, anything that we do collect through Patreon does go straight back into the podcast, and there are some perks um, if you do decide to donate. Either way, we're happy you found your way to the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening. And hope you will come back and join us uh, coming up the next couple of weeks. Uh, we know, just like us here on the podcast, we know your favorite holiday is, of course, Valentine's Day. And uh, to celebrate, we are going to uh, do a two-part special on awkward love stories, which you know we're all very familiar with ourselves. So of course, you know, not talking to our present relationship. But... Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the Guillermo del Toro film, The Shape of Water, followed by the Adam Sandler film, Punch Drunk Love, which is an odd pairing. So uh, it kind of fits. <laughs> That's the how theme. we're starting the new year. <laughs> yeah. Odd so, pairings. Yeah, odd pairing. Yeah. So um, our awkward romance series uh, 
yeah, starting starting next week, and then uh, got a lot of great stuff coming up after that. So I hope you will come back and join us here on the Video Junkyard Podcast. We want to thank you once again for listening, and if you've enjoyed it, we hope that you'll share it around. Until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Seiskel. You African bastard. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram, as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>